Welcome to The How of Business with Henry Lopez and David Begin, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Kim Spaulding. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, looking forward to this. Um, we are we are all challenged, obviously, with, with navigating and, and making best use of all of the tools that Google has to offer, especially for small businesses. And Kim is with Google, so she's going to share some insights and tips on all that Google has to offer for online advertisement in specific. So Google Ads for small businesses, her area of specialty, so that we can get better as small businesses at leveraging those tools and helping us grow our business. And of course, in particular, during these challenging times, we need to make best use of all of these online resources to promote and grow our small business. If you want to receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode or other episodes, just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. So let me tell you a little bit more about Kim, and then we'll get into the conversation. Kim Spaulding is a, a former business consultant and business owner herself. And she is currently Google's Global Director of Ads for Small Businesses. Kim started her career as a consultant with Accenture and McKinsey. And then she founded her own business with her husband. And then she returned to the corporate world in various management positions with Starbucks. And in 2015, she decided to join Google, focusing on Google's platforms for small businesses. We'll talk a little bit about that very interesting journey. Kim lives in the San Francisco area. So once again, Kim Spaulding, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and so delighted to be here and, and, and talk with um, small business owners and entrepreneurs right now. Um, you know, the, at the time that we were working on the um, winery was, you know, during the financial crisis, 2007, 2008. So, you know, I know firsthand how, how scary it is to, to worry about whether your business will, will make it through um, and have to consider big pivots and changes. So, you know, really glad to be here and talk about that and can share sort of my experiences and learnings and, you know, also some of the digital tools that are available to help businesses now that I wish I had back then. Yeah, no doubt. You, you went through that challenge and here we are again. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, and so, you, you know, I suspect, especially with your education and background, you, you were probably on the partner track uh, at, at these different consulting firms. What then leads to you deciding to leave that and starting your wine business? Well, we were really passionate about winemaking, right? And our craft, and we, we, you know, we started the winery while I was still working at, uh, while I was still working at McKinsey, and you know, just really enjoyed the process of building a business and being as small as business owner. For me, I learned more about business working on the winery and being a small business owner than I did during my MBA. Um, and I learned a lot during my MBA, <laughs> but I learned even more. Um, I learned even more as a small business owner. But we were just really passionate about about the craft and, and particularly about, you know, some of the beautiful wines um, that come out of the Washington, Washington area and bringing those wines to customers. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I can only imagine it's such a, a challenging business because there's the business side of it, but then there's, I guess I'd call it the creative side of it, the, the growing side of it, which is an art more than a science or maybe both. But, but tell me about that. That has to have been particularly challenging with this type of business. That's right. You know, we, we got into the winery because we were really passionate about the, you know, just like you said, the, the art and the science of making wine. But like a lot of business owners, we found that we spent a lot of our time on other parts of the business, like sales and distribution and marketing and even government relations, right? And, you know, I, you know, I always felt like I was wearing different 
wearing different hats every different hour of the day. And I think those are some of the learnings that I take into my work working on small business ads at Google is, you know, just how simple and easy we need to make our products so that small business owners who are wearing seven hats and doing six different things can easily get ads uh, up and running so they can focus on their craft. Yeah, yeah, no, well said. And so from a marketing perspective, and especially again, in that, in that particular business, you're a small player, you know, battling these large, more established wineries and vineyards. How, what did you take away from a marketing perspective that can also help other small businesses? What did you learn there about marketing? Yeah, I think three things. So, so first of all, when we were running the winery, um, you know, looking back, I wish, I wish we'd made a bigger bet on our website. We kind of built our website like we were building, you know, like we were building our, 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 our front yard landscaping one square at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do a little bit and then a little bit more. And looking back, I wish that we had just really, you know, taken on, built a great website, you know, get it transacting, transacting right away. I, that would have helped us. I think the second thing I learned, and I think this is very applicable today, customers love local and small businesses, right? Customers want to know what makes you unique. I think especially now. So I think it's actually a, it is actually a great time for entrepreneurs and small business owners to bring to life what makes their business local or unique and really bring that story, really bring that story forward. And I think the, the last learning I had is, you know, we really did a little bit with ads and then, and then stepped back and then tried again with ads and stepped back. We really never committed. Um, and and I, I wish that we'd taken that a little bit more seriously. And, you know, and, and, and taking the time to really get our ads and our website up and running together, that would have helped us um, certainly during the crisis when we had to pivot and really focus on direct to customer sales. Yeah, yeah, great, great tips there. And we'll come back to a couple of these when we dive into the conversation a bit more. I mean, you know, it's amazing, but I, I think the stats are something like half of most small businesses don't even have a website even today. But you're right, I've made that same mistake as, as far as the website to dive into that a little bit where I I've kind of created my own and then kind of patched it and don't realize how outdated. And I got to imagine, especially in a business like yours, that's how most people were finding you and making that at least initial impression of who you were, right? That's absolutely right. And in today's environment, right, where your online presence can be can be everything right now, customers are spending even more time researching online before they make products or completely transacting online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, re- it's a really important time to invest in your website and your overall digital presence, right? Both your website, your digital and social channels, um, and your business profile that shows up on Google search and on Google maps, making sure that customers understand how they can interact with you right now and keeping those things updated makes a big difference. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So you did that for about eight years. If I, if I got the dates right, and then you went back to the corporate world, you went to work for Starbucks to tell me about why you decided to do that. And I was working with Star- at Starbucks a little bit along the way um, as well. But, you know, I always really admired Starbucks as a company, right? It, it, you know, it, you know, has been, fa- you know, was founder led for a very long, for a very long time. So in a way it was a small business still run by its original, still run by its original entrepreneur. So it, you know, definitely had that that spark, but obviously, you know, at, at, at a global scale, I, you know, I think one of the things I learned about marketing from Starbucks was just thinking holistically about, you know, your value proposition for Starbucks. Obviously it's a, you know, perfectly crafted cup of coffee that's made just right for you. But, you know, one of the things we learned at Starbucks is it's about a perfect cup of coffee that's personalized, but it's also about the experience, mm-hmm. right? 
you know, talking to your barista in the morning that like helps you wake up, right? And, and you know, kind of that personal connection. And I think that's really, that's really true and a really interesting challenge for us today to think about what's the value proposition of our product and then how do we bring that experience to life in a really personal way, despite everything that's happening with COVID, right? Whether your employees are wearing masks and trying to smile with their eyes, <laughs> right? Or whether you're interacting with your customers mostly on the phone or over email, right? There's a lot we can do to still make that experience really warm and personal. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all about that experience and that Starbucks does that so well. And then from a marketing, I think it's that, that congruity between, congruency between what you promote, what you say you are, and what you are when I actually come into, in the case of Starbucks, your brick and mortar location and how important it is for that all to be connected, right? for that promise to make sense throughout the whole experience. Absolutely. All right. So why did you make the switch to go to Google? Why did you take this position focusing on helping small businesses? So first of all, obviously I am so passionate about helping small businesses succeed. So the, you know, the opportunity to take some of my, you know, real world experience as a small business owner and then, you know, leverage that um, at, at, at Google to help build really simple and easy to use tools to help small business owners succeed is like a you know dream job for me. It also gives me opportunity to really mix the, the technology, right? Um, and the entrepreneurship with really working with small businesses and helping them, right? So the combination of those things is uh, really exciting. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So here's where I'd like to start because I, I think one of the most challenging things for me, Kim, as a small business owner, I've been a small business owner for quite some time. I've done Google ads. Obviously, I manage my Google, my business pages are they're called now and reviews. And all. I mean, I mean on, I'm on Google all day long. One of the things that's been confusing to me over the years and with my clients, because I'm a coach, is that there's so many different tools. It can get confusing. The names change sometimes. The platforms evolve. And so I'd like to see if you could give me an overview of the current offering right now that Google has that's specific for small business owners. You got it. So first of all, we've we've gathered all of their resources and tools um, into a one-stop shop, um, and that's Google for Small Business. So you can just Google Google for Small Business, and the website will the website will come up. And so, how do I get there? Is that do I get there? How? Because that's the other part that confuses me sometimes. You know, I'm used to signing on to the Google My Business page. Is that what we're talking about, or is this a different site? So this is a different site. So um, you can so you can either just type Google for small business into your browser and it'll come up, or you can go to smallbusiness.withgoogle.com, smallbusiness.withgoogle.com, um, and either of those will get you there. And then everything is linked off that site, so it's it's really a one-stop shop. On the Google for Business site, we've also put together a personalized plan. So you put in a little bit of information about your business, the name of your business, the product and service that you offer, and answer a couple of questions. And then the, the website will produce a personalized plan for you. I hear so many small business owners say, hey, just, just step me through it. I'm busy. Give me a three-point plan. <laughs> right. right. So that's exactly what Google for Small Business does is it gives you that personalized plan to follow. You'll also find all the resources listed there individually too. So if you know exactly what you want, like, hey, I want to explore YouTube or hey, right, I want to explore ads, you can obviously go straight there because the resources are all listed there as well. Mm -hmm. what's, a, what's a little confusing to me, like I'm there on that page right now, is I'm already on my browser, I'm signed on to Google, but it doesn't seem to recognize that, right? It wants to ask me for my business name. So there, is there a, 
Is there a better way to sign on so that it recognizes me like it does when I go to Google My Business? And on that side, it's better just to put your business name in again, right? Okay, um, we're, okay. you know, we're always careful about user privacy in that setting, yep. um, which is why it doesn't always auto-populate everything. Got it. Got uh, it. But you're in the right place. It just, you know, it, it really is just a couple of simple pieces of information and it will, it will send the plan right to you. And then once, I'm, once I've done that, I can bookmark that, obviously, and go right back to it to see where I'm at in that plan that it's created for me. Is that right? That, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I think that you mentioned Google for, you know, you mentioned Google My Business. You know, that's the that's the first thing I want to make sure every small business owner knows is just making sure that your Google My Business is is updated, right? That's the business profile that shows up on Google search and on Google Maps. Obviously, all of us have different operations right now, right? You might be focused on delivery or takeout. You might have updated business hours, right? Making sure that that's updated is really powerful. You know, we, we do see that business profile listings that are that are really rich with information, right? Like maybe you've updated a couple of photos or your menu if you're a restaurant, right? Or if you even respond to a couple of reviews, right? Even just to say, hey, thank you for the five-star review. We'd love to see you again, right? Um, you know, those business profiles that are richer earn much more engagement from customers. So it's a free and easy thing to do. And it's really powerful in terms of growing business. Right. And it encompasses, like you said, uh, photos, posts about my business, offers, uh, products and services. We've loaded all of that in there in our different businesses, as well as managing reviews. All of that is part of that Google My Business listing for my business, correct? That's absolutely right. And it's easy to update from your phone or from your desktop at home. It's designed to be done in just a few minutes. It's really simple and easy to use. I'm starting to look at it. Uh, I think it's obvious, but I, it's still there's a lot of confusion here. I'm starting to look at it as almost like another website that I need to maintain. Uh, but tell me how you guys look at it. It's, I mean, obviously, you're, you're speaking to it. It is something that I should be maintaining and adding content to on a regular basis, right? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think about like, you know, go in once a week, right? And, you know, if you have an updated photo, it's great to share that, but just respond to a, a couple of reviews and, and make sure your information is updated. So it is a very, it is a very quick task to do. And one of the things that's new on the business listing is we, we just added an ability to link out to gift card or donation campaigns. Mm, okay. A lot of small businesses are maybe doing a GoFundMe campaign to support employees or selling gift cards. So you can link that on your business profile, um, which is a great way to let customers know if, if you have one of those offerings. Um, and you mentioned reviews. I, I, the advice I've gotten is that as business owners, we should re, we should respond to every review if possible. That's a good practice. Is that is that true? Uh, that that is right. Um, and you know, it doesn't it doesn't need to be complicated. It can be really simple. If you get a bad review, and look, everyone gets bad reviews. It happens, right? If you get a bad review, you know, even a simple response to say, "Hey, I'm sorry that happened. Would love the opportunity to serve you again." Is, is great. And that communicates to customers who might read that review that you're a caring business owner, right? So simple, you know, a couple of simple up like, updates like that can make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've been trying to do is reply to every review. And again, if it's negative, you try to address it and try to take it offline, ideally, and, and try to solve that customer's problem. This is Henry Lopez. And let's take a brief pause from this episode so that I can share a great offer for our listeners from our service partner, Ustas. Ustas specializes in website development and online marketing for small businesses and has been a business partner of the How a Business for a couple of years now. 
We're also a client and have a trusted relationship with their founder, Adam Kirk. You may recognize Adam's name as he's been a guest on the podcast several times. Now more than ever, you need a website that represents your small business as a professional and viable business. Your website is making a first impression for your business. The question is, what kind of impression is it making? Is it creating confidence and making it easy for potential new customers and clients to clearly understand what you offer and how to contact you? Or does your site look like a relic from the 1990s? Or far worse, you have no website at all, which unfortunately is the case for many small businesses. Well, here's a great opportunity to finally get the website your business deserves without the fear of not knowing how much it will cost or paying a small fortune. For only $8.47, you get a beautiful and effective website that will attract new customers and make a fantastic impression. There are no long-term contracts and you'll know exactly what you're going to get for this set price of $8.47, a professional and responsive customized website that will help you grow your business. Visit ustas.com, that's O-O-S-T-A-S.com, forward slash how, H-O-W, for more details. Or text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996, and I'll reply with the link to the How A Business website. And when you get to the site, just go to the resources page on the website. When you connect with Ustas, just let them know you heard about the offer on the How A Business, and you'll receive this special price for your custom website. Now is the time to get your website working for you, helping you grow your business. So that's one of the first parts of this, the platform that, that's going to create, help you create a plan, the Google for small business platform. What else? So I, you know, this, the second thing to think about is video. And I know a lot of small business owners can feel really intimidated by video, but I want to encourage everyone to consider, to consider video as a great way to bring your business to life for customers. Let me give you a couple of examples. So there's a company called Betty and, you know, they, they make, um, they're based in uh, Utah and they make this really cool zip around bedding. It's like a, it's like a fitted sheet, but better, <laughs> right? Um, they had to close their stores because of COVID. Um, so they, you know, they, they have a YouTube channel, right? YouTube channels are, are free. Anyone can set one up and they recorded a video that, you know, talk about their products um, and for Betty's, right? Like, you know, that really helped them reach customers um, and, and pivot, right? And they paired that with, with ads and they've been able to drive ongoing sales despite the fact that their stores are, their stores are closed. All right. Let's use that example and, and walk me through it. Uh, I created the video, uploaded it to YouTube. And then are you saying then they ran Google ads that uh, pointed to that video? That's where I kind of got a little fuzzy. Um, that's right. They did. Um, you can also upload video onto your website and just run Google ads that point to your website, right? And having a couple of simple like 10, 15 second videos, they don't need to be long, right? Um, can just help bring your product to life um, online. And in that scenario, the, the ad that ran on Google ads was a text ad, the landing page on my on their website had the video. That's right. Okay. Okay, good. Understood. And and video, I can add video as well on the Google My Business page as well, right? Or listing. Or can yeah, I that's right. with the post? Yeah. I get why video is so important. It's sticky. People watch it. So they stay on either my website or on YouTube or on Facebook or wherever I'm at. I understand that. Is that why you believe it's so powerful as well? But also in, in how effective it is in communicating my message as part of it as well, I got to think. That's right. I think there's there's two things, 
first of all, customers are really interested in, in small businesses and local businesses, especially right now. So it's just a great way to bring your story to life, right? Even just a 10 second, you know, origin story on your business, right? You know, what, you know, for us, it would have been like, hey, we're passionate about Seattle wines. And this is how we got into the winery. And this is what makes us unique. You know, that's really compelling for really compelling for consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second of all, you know, especially given that so many of our retail stores are, are closed, right? You know, the, we, we, we can't hold products up <laughs> right. for customers in the way that we did before, but you can bring some of that to life on video and it can be powerful. I want to mention one more thing on, on video. We did also launch a new tool and it's called the YouTube Video Builder. So if you're not comfortable recording video with the YouTube Video Builder, you can upload a couple of pictures and your logo. And the video builder will actually put the video together for you. It'll add music and it'll animate the pictures. And that's another great way to make video. It's a free tool. It's simple and easy to use. There's a cool company called um, Witch Witch. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a Dallas, it's a Dallas yeah, company. Yeah. So they use Video Builder to do a story about their $5 Wicked Wednesdays promotions using the Video Builder tool. So it's quick and easy to use and it's really, it's really fun. And that's another great way to create video. It's an easy tool because it's really, I mean, it didn't start as a video. You take still images and then the tool creates a moving image for you, a video for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's you now Havenly, which is another um, small business. They do like online interior design, right? They uploaded a couple of pictures and a little bit of information and, you know, they built their, their video um, using the video builder during, you know, COVID, right? You can, you know, they did this, you know, work from home, <laughs> right? Like on their home laptop, just like all of us are working right now. Um, wow. So it really is a simple and easy thing to do. Okay. So I want to go back to the topic of the website. It seems to me, my perception is that uh, with the Google, my business listing and everything that I can do there, which, which is really overlaps what I might have on my website, but of course my website goes deeper. Uh, but That's let right. me ask the question this way. Does does Google still value that I have a rich, updated, relevant, good content website that still matters? Having a great website is really important because your, your business profile will build trust, right? And it may also earn you a direct phone call for a customer who's ready, who's ready to interact with you. But a lot of customers want to go out to the website and see more before they, they interact. Um, or they may want to transact directly on your website. So especially right now, um, as so many locations are closed and com- you know customers may want to do a lot of their research um, and buying online, having a you know having a rich website is really important. Mm-hmm. I think it's also critical. What this speaks to, I think, Kim, is the elimination of friction for the customer to get what they're looking for, uh, whether it's as simple as the call to action to call me or whatever. If we leverage the Google My Business profile correctly so that it's easy for them to take that action we want them to take instead of clicking five times before they get there, that's what people are looking for, right? That's right. Um, And that's true on your website as well, right? You mentioned call to action, right? Like, you know, telling customers how to interact with you right now, right? Call me, fill out this lead form, right? Whatever, however you want to be in touch with customers, tell them. You know, you mentioned earlier that a lot of small businesses don't have a website right? If, if you're in that boat, now is the time to build a website. You know, at Google, we have tools that can get a website up from, up and running for you in less than 10 minutes, and it can definitely be done from home, right? So, you know, these are easy things to get started with, um, and they make a big difference. All right, let's talk about Google AdWords. And, and the immediate question that came to mind there is, if, if I don't have a website, 
can I still do Google AdWords? You can. Um, so I, I mentioned, so with, with Google Ads, you know, we've built a tool specifically for small business and it's called Smart Campaigns. And what Smart Campaigns does is it takes, you know, all of the technology and innovation of Google Ads mm -hmm. and, you know, puts that into an experience that's tailored for small business owners. So you can have your ads up and running in less than 15 minutes and it's fully automated. It's quick and easy to use. As part of, as part of Google Ads, um, we can also um, help generate a, a landing page for you if you don't have a website. So you can get started with Google Ads even if you don't have a, even if you don't have a website. Okay. All right. And Google Ads, I'm just kind of clicking through it now. This, that's all I can find all of that again on this new platform, Google for Small Business. It's all part of this plan that is going to help me create so that it's as easy as possible. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Um, and just to share a couple of examples, right? So there's a cool company based in Chicago, Illinois called the Spice House. They had to close their retail locations due to COVID, but they have beautiful spices, right? And a lot of us are cooking from home more than ever. So, you know, they, they used Google ads to promote their online store and they actually saw their April sales come in on par with December, which is obviously their, their big month, right? So, um, you know, so companies really are able to drive strong sales, even in, even in COVID times. And so you've spoken a lot to what, what COVID-19 has done to changing behaviors. I'm interested in your thoughts. You've been in business for a while and you've studied this and think about it. What, what are your thoughts on what's going to be long-term changes in behavior that either, you know, gets, it gets accelerated by COVID-19 or we're already on the horizon? What, what do you see that it's coming? And you've touched on some of it, but I'd like to get your thoughts on more of how consumer behaviors are changing and what we need to do as small business owners to, to respond to that? That is a great question. I, I think, you know, consumers and businesses are doing things that they've never done before, right? Like we're all spending a lot more time on video conferencing than I would ever have ever imagined. And consumers are spending more time researching things and are getting comfortable with transacting online or doing curbside pickup. So I, I would expect a lot of these trends to, to stick around, right? So I think that, you know, investments that small businesses make you know, in video, in video conferencing, in building a great website, right? Um, you know, in leveraging their website to start a lead and then finishing that transaction, you know, in person, right? These kinds of behaviors are gonna stick around for consumers and businesses, I think even post the crisis. So not only do they help us drive our sales right now, but I think they can also help, they can also help in the future as, as consumer trends, some of these consumer trends stick around. Okay. Uh Question I want to go back to that you've touched on some examples of already, but what I'm getting at is how, what do you see makes for the most effective use of all of these Google marketing and advertising tools? Is there anything else that comes to mind that when you see someone doing it well, regardless of whether it's even because of COVID-19, what are some of those other things that they're doing to take best advantage of everything that Google has to offer? So I think, first of all, make sure you just have a, a clear value prop and you understand what's resonating with your customers right now, right? Um, so, you know, getting frequent customer feedback and iterating on your value proposition and your storyline to make sure that you're really resonant and, and compelling um, with what you do, both the products and services you offer and the experience around that. But let me interrupt you there, Kim, because, because why does it matter that I have a clear value prop to make that Google ad, for example, more effective? What, what, why is it that I need that? to be in place, to have a clear value proposition 
so that my Google ad, as an example, performs best? Great question. Um, so if you think about, you know, we talked about Starbucks, right, earlier, right? If you think about, you know, is it, you know, you want to lead with the whole, you want to lead with the whole value proposition, right? So is it most important to say hot cup of coffee, right? Or is it most important to say, like, start your morning, right? Mm -hmm. Which captures the beautiful coffee and the warmth of the experience, right? So just, you know, you have just a minute, <laughs> right, to make an impression with your customer. So knowing what the top, you know, the first thing that you want to say and the second thing that you want to say to make sure that comes across on your website, on your social and digital channels, right, in your ads, um, et cetera, um, makes a big difference. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so even down to those few words that are going to be on that ad, if I've got a good understanding, a clear definition of my value proposition, now the tone, the language, the words all of that is goes back to my point about being congruent to that experience that then the customer is going to receive when they do interact with me. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. What else then? You, we, I interrupted you on that value proposition point. What else were you going to say about an effective Google using effectively using Google's tools? I think, and then I think right now there's a couple of just small practical tips, right? So first of all, make sure your language and your images are appropriate. Okay. Right. So, Now's not the time for five people with a big high five. <laughs> <laughs> but just take a look at your images and make sure they're appropriate to the current moment, right? And and obviously you want your tone to be right, you know, warm and practical. Customers feel a little bit stressed right now. You just want to take that into account. And then lastly, tell customers how they can interact with you right now. Um, you know, customers don't know what to expect from from you know different folks that they're working with, right? So tell them like we're open and we have contactless delivery or we're doing these special things for our employees right now to help keep them safe. Um, but you know, just be, be proactive and tell them how to interact with, with you and tell them about the things that you're doing to take care of your business and your employees and your customers. Yeah, great tips. And you had mentioned earlier, I think what you find is that when you are transparent with those things during these times, especially if you are a small independent business owner, which is who I am and who we're speaking to, I think people respond to that. They, they want to help. They, they want to get there. They just need to know because everybody's so can nervous right now. And that's one of the things we've been trying to do if we continue with the example of our yogurt shop is communicate what are we doing? How are we trying to keep our employees and our customers safe? And people are responding to that is what we're finding. That's absolutely right. And I think the, the last, last thing to mention is, you know, we are seeing a lot of growth in curbside delivery even for yogurt, <laughs> as you mentioned, yep. right? Yep. So on our on our local inventory ads, we just added a, a badge where you can call out curbside delivery. Um, so that's great to do in ads. It's also great to do on your website, on your digital channels, et cetera, to you uh -huh. know, just tell customers about you know these evolutions in your business as you you know try new things and find new ways of interacting with customers right now. Okay, so that's a badge when I run a Google ad that I can turn on. Is that, did I get that right? That's right. And it's, it's specifically for our local inventory ads where, you know, you're, you're focusing out on specific inventory, then you can know which of those products are available for curbside, curbside pickup. I see. Okay. All right. Didn't know that. Let's start to wrap it up. Uh, we, we've talked about some of the common mistakes, but here's where I usually like to end on a topic like this. What, if you were advising again, someone who maybe has only dabbled in some of the Google's tools, what do you recommend as to where they get started? 
And, and I think you're going to say Google for a small business, go there and start using that new tool. But tell me, where, where do I get started? That's right. So I, I, would, I would start at Google for small business because all the tools are there. But I, I would do three things. So first, you know, update your, your, your business profile on Google search and on Google Maps, right? Update your photos, make sure your hours are correct, respond to reviews, et cetera, right? It's, it's free and easy and just takes a few minutes and has a huge impact. Second, I would say consider, consider adding some video both to your, your website as well as to your other, you know, your other digital channels to bring your products and your, your business to life. And then third, you know, every, every business is unique right now, right? And, and everyone's situation is a little bit different. You know, first we have to take care of our business and our employees and our family. But if you, if you are looking to grow your business right now, you know, digital ads can be a great way to get your business in front of customers who are looking for you. So I would, I would consider um, using Google ads to get your products and services out in front of customers. If that's something you're interested in doing right now. All right. So, so get my Google, my business site. It's, I'm sure you know this, Kim, maybe you have some stats, but I would venture that most small business owners don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's frustrating to me. Uh, um, I think it's starting to get traction. People are starting to know or have heard about it, but it's still a small number. But again, it's, it's, is similar to the statistics on how many people have a website, which is only about half of small businesses. Images, get images on there and then start working with, with Google ads, especially now that it's easier to set up a campaign with this new platform, right? That's right. Okay. With smart campaigns, it can be up and running in 15 minutes. It, it really is simple and easy to do. Uh, and one of the first things I think people have as a reservation about Google ads is they have, since they've never, if they've never done them before, they don't know if that's an expensive proposition or not. So tell me a little bit about what you see, what you recommend, what, you know, kind of what are, what are some of the best practices on budget for that for a small business owner? So first of all, with Google ads, you're always in control of your budget, right? So one of the questions that, that we'll ask is you're signing up for Google ads is how much do you want to, how much do you want to spend on your ad campaign? Right. And, and, you know, some people will start very small and say, look, I want to start with 50 or a hundred dollars and then I'll see how it goes and add in depending on how the performance goes. Other people want to start with more. You are completely control and you can pause your Google ads at any time. So if you need to pause for a month or there's something else happening in your business, right, it's, it is a couple clicks of a button and it's paused. So you are very much in control. You are very much in control in your spend on a, on a daily basis. All right. Great. Thanks, Kim. Um, I'm always looking for book recommendations. Is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend? You know, I'm reading uh, Blitz Scaling right now. And what I really like, about there's many things I like about the book, but one of the things I really like about the book is the focus on just incrementally improving your business every day, right? And the, you know, the, the focus on experimentation, try something new, see how it works, lean in, Right. If it doesn't work, pull back and try something else. But it really encourages um, and tells great stories about, um, you know, about how to how to invest in your business and how to change things and make it better and better until you have a really finely tuned, focused machine. Love it. Thanks for that recommendation. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. What's one thing you want us to take away from everything we've talked about related to Google tools for small business? What's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation? So whether you are setting up a website for the very first time or you're a digital marketing expert, try something new every day. 
Customer behaviors are changing and they're changing really quickly. So keep investing in your digital presence. Try more video, try more ads, try, right? Like try a slightly different storyline around your value proposition to, to keep seeing, keep seeing what, what works. Those investments will pay really strong dividends for you. Yeah, great advice. But that, I think that's also, Kim, what makes it so challenging because we can also look at it, well, heck, I guess it's a moving target. I'm always having, a, I can't just, nobody can just give me one thing to do and then just leave that alone. It doesn't work that way. But that does, it doesn't work that way in small business, right? It, it, everything is always evolving. We have to continue to react and adjust as small business owners. That's right. Um, and especially with all of our behaviors changing right now, um, you know, it's an especially important time to, to listen to your customers and, and understand what's working and then, you know, lean into those, lean into those things that are working for your customers right now. Yeah. Yeah, we also can have a tendency, I know even I am guilty of it, especially when this first hit of kind of being paralyzed and not knowing what to do. And that's the worst thing we can do. And you mentioned it, I, I think one of the one of the biggest things we can do right now, if you've got some downtime is get that website that you've been thinking about building, get your Google My Business profile updated. Those are things you can get done pretty easily and inexpensively, relatively speaking, that I think are critical to not only what we're going through now, but but going forward. Um, all right, tell us again where you want us to go online to learn more about these Google tools. That's right. All of the tips and resources I mentioned here and more are at the Google for Small Business website. So you can just Google, Google for Small Business, right? Or if you can go to smallbusiness.withgoogle.com. Great. And we'll have a link to that on the show notes page of this episode if you didn't make a note of that. Kim, thanks for being with me today, sharing all of this uh, knowledge and insights. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I can't wait to see all of you online. Absolutely. This is Henry Lopez. And thanks for listening to this episode of the How of Business. My guest today again was Kim Spaulding. We release new episodes every Monday morning. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Or you can just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996 to receive more information. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.